It's almost two years since the US Supreme Court overturned the Roe versus Wade court decision, that landmark ruling of 50 years ago that guaranteed the right to an abortion. Since then, abortion access has shifted dramatically in the United States. 14 states have enacted strict abortion bans. Nine of them allow no exceptions, even in the case of rape or incest. In a new study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, researchers have attempted to shed light on these bans and the impact of them. Dr. Kari White is co-author of the study. She's an associate professor at the University of Texas at Austin. Full disclosure, Dr. White has in the past received research funding from the Society for Family Planning and the Collaborative for, for Gender and Reproductive Equity. Kari Wright, welcome to Saturday Extra. Thank you for having me. Now, you're in Texas where there's a complete ban on abortion. If, uh, if a woman or a girl finds herself with an unwanted pregnancy because of rape, or otherwise, in fact, what are her options in Texas? Well, a lot of people who find themselves pregnant when they do not want to be are often interested in getting um, their abortion care at a brick and mortar facility. And in Texas, which is an incredibly large state geographically, people face travel distances many times of six hours or 12 hours in uh, one way in order to get to another state where abortion remains legal. So this places an incredible burden in terms of you know, rearranging their lives in order to be able to travel and coming up with the money to be able to make that trip and pay for their medical care. Okay, the study you're a part of has arrived at a figure of, of just over 64,000 pregnancies as a result of rape in the 14 states with the total or partial abortion ban. What data did you draw on to come up with that figure? Yeah, this is a topic that is really difficult to study, and it is there's no singular source of information um, that we could draw on to come up with these estimates. So we needed to rely on you know the best um, and most accurate information that was out there, um, but really pulling from a couple of different places. We primarily relied on a national survey of. Um, men and women in the United States um, that collected information about people's experiences with a range of different types of sexual violence and intimate partner violence um, as the basis of our estimates. Um, and then we used some other sources of data from, you know, um, national crime reporting data that enabled us to kind of drill down from those national numbers and make estimates about how often um, rape and rape-related pregnancies were likely occurring in the different states in the U.S. that had banned abortion. So the number you came up with is massive, and, and, and you know, I was shocked when I read it. So 64,000 pregnancies as a result of rape in the 14 states, but the number of um, of, of, of unwanted pregnancies, rather, um, was enormous, over 519,000 rapes. Uh, sorry, the, that's what I'm talking about. The number of rapes was enormous, over almost 520,000 rapes in those 14 states alone. That seems an incredible figure. How, you know, uh, how certain are you of the accuracy of the data you, and the assumptions you're working with? We feel very um, confident in our estimates um, around the number of both um, rapes that have likely occurred as well as um, pregnancies that have resulted from that. That said, this is a very difficult topic to study. So while we were relying on the best available data that are out there, 
a survey that really uses um, trained interviewers to ask very sensitive questions, um, to collect information about um, behavior that not you know everyone may immediately associate with rape. Um, there are some folks who think that our estimates are um, an undercount of how often this is actually happening. Okay. And just to be clear, when we're talking about um, this figure, it doesn't mean 64,000 babies were born as a result of a woman being raped. These are estimated Correct. pregnancies. Right, exactly. This is the number of people who have survived rape who have um, likely become pregnant. Um, we don't have information on their pregnancy outcomes. Is it possible to know at all how many of these women who got pregnant from being raped were able to access an abortion? Is it possible from what we know in other states that don't have these bans? Um, not from the data that we had um, access to for this study. Um, and again, it's a really difficult um, topic to examine. It's, you know, there are a lot of different ways to try to ask people about their experiences with sexual violence. Um, there are some studies that do it very well and some studies that don't do it very well. So it's very difficult to know exactly how many people who have survived rape um, ultimately are making it to another state to get an abortion. And and what what are women doing? I mean, you're there in, Carrie, you're there in Texas. You know, tell us what you know of a woman who's been through this situation of being pregnant after being raped and is wanting to terminate. So we have not talked with any um, residents of Texas following this most recent abortion ban. Um, but several years ago, when Texas implemented um, a very similar ban uh, for a short period of time, we were able to talk to people who were seeking abortion care, including one person who was a survivor of rape. And in this particular circumstance, you know, the, the person was sexually assaulted, um, and found out they were pregnant and was really having a difficult time coming to terms with this experience. She was really in denial that this had even happened to her. And, you know, as she was finally was grappling with this, she was just increasingly haunted by the fact um, that she was pregnant as a result of rape and finally decided that she would just need to figure out a way to travel to another state in order to get an abortion. Um, at this point, she was further along in her pregnancy than um, many typical abortion patients are. So she had to, you know, travel even further to get to a clinic that could provide the type of care that she needed. But what she told us in her interview was that, you know, getting her abortion was such a relief because it really allowed her to close a painful chapter in her life um, and get moving forward again. And unfortunately, in the United States, many people who are survivors of sexual violence like rape, um, this is occurring in the context of intimate partner violence, um, family violence, where people are really trapped in unsafe relationships. And it is not always going to be possible for them to get to another state in order to obtain the abortion that they want. OK, Carrie, just briefly and finally, this data drops at a time when the Democrats are already campaigning for the next election on abortion rights. How uneven is access to abortion for women in the US and are there further bans pending that you're aware of? Just briefly. Abortion access is incredibly uneven in the US. There are many states in the US South and Midwest that do not have access to care. 
And some states are still pushing forward. Um, harsher bans or the bans that they have in place are being challenged in the court. So the landscape is very dynamic right now. Carrie White, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Dr. Carrie White is the co-author of this study, Associate Professor of the School of Social Work at the University of Texas at Austin. And if anything in this interview has been affecting you, you can always call the Sexual Assault Crisis Line on 1800 806 292. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.